And we are live. Holy shit. It's been a minute. It's been a long time coming. I don't even know what Squadcast this is, but I think it's what's episode up, 48. What's the good word, my what's brother? What's a Squadcast? I know. It's it's almost something that's not even in the vernacular anymore. It's It's been that long. So a lot's happened, Greg. You just got out of prison. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. I'm jailhouse strong, though. Jailhouse yeah, strong. Yeah, you were doing dips and, dips and push-ups. And That's right. You're good. That's right. That's right. What did little, uh, thick with several C's. What was it? Instant coffee poured into the Coca-Cola is the uh, jailhouse pre-workout? That's the hyphy mud, right? Hyphy mud. Shout-outs to uh, Cali Muscle, who was next to us at the New York Fitness Expo. Hey, Cali <laughs> Muscle. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't, Ka- it wasn't New York. Where was that? It was some other expo. I think it was yeah, in like, yeah. Hoboken or oh, Jersey yeah. City. Was it Jersey City? Was he there? Oh shit, he was there. Wasn't he was he? slapping yeah, everybody. Was he doing the, oh, people right. were getting in line to slap him. That's back. right. Oh, no, he that's was right. Slapping their backs. They were right. They were yeah. yeah. We they live be, in a crazy world. To be accosted pre-COVID. That was pre- <laughs> that was pre-COVID. Thank God activities. it was pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID. Don't want, like, activities. The physical. The physical. Sweat exchange. No, just a grown a man. Just a, a grown man. Just standing in line for a grown man to 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 strike you, to accost you. Yeah. Or Dude, and they had pole dancers and they had raunchy comedians. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, you remember that? That was <laughs> that was the strangest. That was the hey, you find yourself. Take, hey, we kicked ass, man. We did we did a we did a really good job at that expo. And we uh we did. We turned out a lot of people, which was it. good. All things considered, you know, we make the best of situations. You know, that's what we do. Looking forward on to that expo life return. It's, it's been quite a minute since, if, you, if you've, uh, obviously, the Olympia has been pushed back. And then the Arnold also sort of like hanging uh, in limbo at, at the moment. That's right. You but know, we're not hanging in limbo. We are not. We are not. But but, new but, uh, but I'm saying, though, you heat. do see. I know, yeah. new heat. There's lots of new heat. But you do see, right? So the Olympia, which is usually in September now, is December 17th, yep. next weekend or something, 14th. And, and it's in Florida now? And it's in Florida, last second, right. you know, because Florida is like the wild no west. No rules in Florida. No Vegas rules. used to be the wild yeah. west. Now Florida's the wild west. There's no rules. Um, COVID doesn't live there, apparently. Um, so like, that, Come here and lick, lick our doorknobs. <laughs> That's, that's the state motto. <laughs> Florida, <laughs> Florida, lick our, lick our door. doorknobs. Um, but uh, right, so they so the they pushed as Scope pointed out before they pushed it to the last possible you know minute that they could in 2020 to try to crown a Mr. Olympia. Um, and then also the Arnold, which is typically in March. Now they're saying like maybe there's a summer Arnold. Dude, right. so that would that be amazing because every time we are at the Arnold, it's always windy Rick. and freezing. And just imagine being in Ohio when it's nice out. Nice weather. No, it's wild. I mean, it, that would be crazy. It would be interesting to see because we were at, we did a show. Uh, we did. We did an event there for uh, our buddy Vince. Vince's muscle shop. And that was in the summer. And the town itself, without the college kids and everything, it's like a little slower itself. But uh, true. we'll see. Uh, I mean, you know, that would be pretty awesome. I know, like, the second society's ready for that. I'm of the opinion that, uh, like, the second everyone can travel safely and everything, like, you're going to see flights booked and people going out. Like, we're going to at least have a mini bump of, like, a golden age of Americana celebration the second this shit passes. People would be so happy just to never talk about this. You know what I always – you know what I I point out, Scott, something that gives me hope? It's a strange thing to give you hope, right? But – um, with the uh, the 1918 pandemic, right? Yeah. The thing I always point out, right, is that the Black Sox scandal was in 1919, which means they mm-hmm. played the World Series in front of a crowd, right? And the white and the blacks, the White Sox threw the World Series the next year. So, like, yeah. there was a horrible pandemic, and then this important oh, yeah. moment in baseball history happened, like, and it was in front of a crowd. It was in front of, in a packed stadium you know, the next year. So it's like, oh, okay, like, things happened after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, horrible like, things gives happen me, and life goes gives on. Me hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Japan's of course. doing fine, but uh, they did have a couple of nuclear weapons dropped on them. So, you know, Ooh, it's... Very uh, true. Very true. It's, it's, no, you know what I mean? But, like, we've this is basically like a nuke in, in all right. of America for the last year, whether it's economy or health or anything. But people are getting creative and finding ways and... Uh, Knowing there's a vaccine coming, you know, I just feel like uh, 
even though it's stats and stuff that you see are bad, you know there will come a time that ever, this is past us. You know, yeah. this too shall pass. And you can yeah. see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, like it's yeah. there. It's just about getting to that point. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think like you're going to see concerts and festivals and travel and like – like never before, Exploding. people are yeah. gonna have such a YOLO mentality, and yeah, yeah. after being cooped up too, and all that, like they're gonna be out there. So, I mean, and that's gonna be awesome. Like, you know, I'm all for it. Life is too short, and maybe this put it in perspective at great cost. But like, hopefully, that's one thing we can take from it. Like, you know, you never know; nothing's guaranteed. And uh, go out there, and uh, if there's something on your list, something that you're dying to do try to get it done because you never know when you won't have that possible, you know, the, the, the chance to do it. Yeah. Yolo Malone. I think, uh, I think um, Greg opened my eyes to like the whole vaccine thing, because the more you think about it and the more you get swindled one way or another, depending on who your circle is. When you said G, you were like, think about it, man. Vaccines have saved humanity in the past with smallpox, yep. with polio. polio. This is just yep. another one of those things. Cause you get yep. a lot of people that are like, oh, dude, it's the government trying to control you or people, you know, trying to get in on you. I'm like, dude, as long as you have a phone in your pocket, you're, you're already getting controlled and people already know where you are. But guess what? They don't care. All right? You know but what's I, crazy I, about I, that to I me is like... vaccine, man. Let's get it out and put it in my freaking neck. I'm ready. <laughs> right in your neck. Right? Yeah, so I'll be there. I'll, do right it. I'll be first in line too, man. They've given it to like 50,000 people with zero cases of the worst case scenario of COVID. Like it's a hundred percent effective against bad COVID, you know, yeah. guaranteed almost on that level. And how it's effect- not. How effective against good COVID? <laughs> no, but I mean like the word, no, it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's 95% effective I know, I against any symptoms. I know this. Yeah, yeah. And a hundred percent effective against right. like needing to go to the emergency. Right, of course, of course. And so those are not like flip of the coin numbers. And the other thing like that I find ironic is the same dudes who are like, there's a microchip, or don't do this, or you can't trust shit. They will trade over their Facebook data and, like, access to all of their social media stuff just to find out, like, what Marvel Universe character they are. <laughs> or, like, True. who their getaway driver would be if they robbed the bank. Out of their <laughs> like, they'll like do me. these crazy surveys that let their healthcare company get access to all their tweets and all their data and all the messages they send, like, and that stuff has real value. And then they'll tweet like, stay out of my life. No vaccine. It's like, dude, you're already in that ship. I I saw, it's so true. I saw a meme floating around. Right. And I, and it's funny because people post stuff often in total absence of any self-awareness whatsoever. Right. And it was a tweet from some guy who's like, uh, obviously some sort of influencer. And he was making a point essentially that like, um, uh, our society now has shunned free thinking. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sort of basically piling in like people who, uh, will wear masks and people who are open to the vaccine. Right. Um, as being as being sheep essentially, right? And the people who believe the opposite to be the free thinkers, and they basically say that like we uh, any any segment of society who believe who's you know for this vaccine or is for you know taking certain steps to try to mitigate the spread of the virus, um, you know, are just sort of like uh, in opposition to free thinking and are like sort of victims of groupthink, right? And the mob mentality. And the funny thing about it was, and then he said, like, in the, he, show, he mentioned, like, Copernicus, uh, Einstein, and, like, Galileo, right? Right. A- as being free, these free thinkers. And I thought to myself, I, I actually responded to somebody who posted, and I said, yeah, but the same people who are considered the free thinkers now don't believe in science, and they would have executed those guys for witchcraft. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like right. Galileo would be right. killed by the guy that absolutely and Copernicus right. and Einstein. These people would be shunned. They'd be shunned. They'd be shunned well, right. because they represent because they represent science. Right. Yeah. If you're in preference of a of gut instinct over expertise, like right. 
that would be like Galileo is on the side of expertise and against gut instinct. Right. Like, sure. To me, look, if you don't want to take the vaccine because of the Tuskegee experiment, I was just going to say yes. Or, okay, of course. Or, okay. Or, uh, you know, toxins hey, being thrown in the water sources. What's going on with that? Uh, a dark, a dark moment. Let me give you the exact year. Right, and so what's what's goes referencing is that like there are segments of the population like uh, African Americans who are more skeptical skeptical about the vaccine um, than maybe some other segment of society demographically, right? And the reason is because historically they have been skeptical about the government and its uh, implications with regard to medicine on their community, uh. right? Their, 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 their uh, lack of access to the quality health care that, say, like middle, middle America, you know, middle class America gets. And then also uh, the potential to theoretically be utilized as guinea pigs. And like to me, it's like so like I, I'm sensitive to people who feel that way. People it's happened. Skeptical. Yeah, it, it, yeah, because it has happened in our history. And <laughs> right. it doesn't take much to realize that based on factors like class and race and um the school district you live in and stuff like that you know uh, some american lives are considered more disposable than others by our government by corporations etc so like right. skepticism in in certain places is understandable is all i'm saying right people have to make their own decisions but this is one of the things that people think about dirt from 1932 to 1972 the CDC told African-American men that they were getting free health care and instead gave them syphilis without them knowing for 40 years. Jesus. They did this large study to see what syphilis looked like when it wasn't treated. And the guys had no idea that this was happening to them via the thing. So especially Four the African-American community. Well, hey, during, during, was like, during that time, too, wasn't like slavery legal? Like, was that like a thing? Like, you know, people were enslaved. That's how it was. And not this, at, the I mean, American government at, said at points in history, sure. At point, not at that Until time, it was but at history, yes. Uh, way more recently than people would like to believe there's been slavery in America sure. legally. Even yeah. in, in the 1930s and 40s, there were still reports of like in the Deep South, right. like grandkids of original slaves right. not knowing that the slavery was ever overturned still because indentured servitude right outside. lack yeah. of access to information sure Jesus, man. now so look i'm not telling anyone to never be skeptical but don't be skeptical to the point where like your only guiding principle is like i said this gut instinct or fear that isn't consistent across the board like when you talk if you just go find a doctor you trust and talk to them about vaccines and nine times out of ten they're going to tell you how miraculously safe this one is and how it's like the greatest scientific achievement in 50 years, how quickly we turned this around and the new technology involved. It's a pretty awesome thing. We haven't had a lot of awesome things to celebrate in the last year. So to me, I'm like, I think this is a beautiful thing. I want to be a part of the solution. I'll be in line to get it. And you know, I mean, let's go. We'll fly to Cancun. Yeah. And you know, another thing too, Sco, I think people don't realize is like the past couple of years, I feel like the, the powers that be have kind of debunked uh, science and all those things claiming that, you know, these things aren't a big deal. And it's, you know, not factual when the people who are behind the scenes, like doctors and healthcare workers and all these people that are investing their time and expertise in risking their lives, what's factual and what works and, you know, trials and all this thing that people have made it seem from the past couple of years that those things don't matter when really they do, you know, I, I'm with you, man. And I'm all about returning to just some level headedness across the board. Hopefully when it comes to stuff like that, you know, yeah. is what it is right? It's like everything. Like, I'll see someone post something on social media. And my immediate response, whether I say it out loud, or I just think it in my head, is like, oh, this is a, this is a smart, rational person who I know. He's a known entity to me. So the words that he's posting, those are um, relevant and should be considered and are worthwhile. And then there's other people who post things, and I think this guy is a fool. And yeah. I will pay right. no attention to the things that he says because 
his track record to date is such <laughs> that he hasn't known jack shit for the entirety of the time I've known him. So, I'm, so in, in, the, in this instance of a global pandemic, perhaps he is not my, you know, beacon. He is not the lighthouse when I'm adrift at sea, right? And his, right. his access to information is not going to be my guiding principle moving forward as I consider my health and that of my family. But like everything, consider the source. Consider the fucking source. That's the thing. I feel like that's one of like the basic tenets of like survival in this world, especially like in the information age is, okay, who are you getting this information from? Just yeah. cons- yep. what it, well, have they, they've been credible to date. <laughs> and if they have, then cool. Then give that, some, yep. give that some weight. And if they haven't been credible to date, then maybe you don't take their word as gospel, you know? And, and I see that happen all the time. Yeah. In a lot of cases, uh, you know, it's, it's a period of uncertainty where even, you know, people that you want to have answers from or should know the answers, they really can't give you answers. So it's like you're kind of picking sides and he said, she said type of thing. So people are just all over the place with these different beliefs and what to think. And like you said, G, where, where is this source coming from? Where are you getting your news from? I'll tell you this, man. I've made my decision based on the information available and I'm excited to think of packed gyms, and the Arnold Expo and people being able to travel and kids being able to go to school yep. and, and businesses not going under, restaurants not going under, and gym not going in under. beds and a pull-out couch in a hotel and, room. And six G-code guys in a room sleeping. That's right. That's right. Lots of passing, lots of farts. Head to, <laughs> Just keeping head, it real. Head to lots foot. Of farts. Head to foot. Head to head foot. Head to foot farts. Yeah, they just <laughs> coat you. There's no escaping. They'll uh, take your legs out, dude. Durbelow misses the news. <laughs> Durbelow misses listening to the news all night. That's what he misses most. <laughs> he, he's still every every uh, January now. He turns the news on for a couple. Of days. That's right. Sometimes I'll just sleep on my just couch. Feel like he's on the air. The news. But, yeah, like, no. Right? When, when you should be at the Olympia, you just turn that. You just go go to bed that night and just turn the for three week, three, four, five nights. You just put on the news. And you get awesome. you get some of that same vibe. You go for you go for <laughs> you go for a three mile run in bare feet so that your feet are killing you yeah. <laughs> and you're exhausted. <laughs> and then you go then you go to your you go to your room and collapse and put the news on as loud as you possibly can to go to sleep. But wait, that's not it. You cook breakfast the night before, so you just wake up and go to your kitchen and it's the free kind of. And you have you have, you have five dudes. <laughs> You have five dudes randomly ask you if something is for free during the course of the Can I have your breakfast, man? For free? For free? For free? Is that free? What is the stuff? It's free? Yes. No, I, I, I just, no, no. I just like, I just like somebody walks up and goes, what, what is this? And I'm like, so like I really break it down. I'm like, well, this is the Arnold Classic. It's an expo, a fitness expo. You are surrounded by booths. It is an ex- exposition center. Uh, these booths are all various businesses. There are businesses that sell products. The products tend to be nutritional products. <laughs> we are a brand. Our brand is from New Jersey. It's called G-Code Nutrition. There is an LLC. Uh, we provide these products. We sell these goods and services. We have apparel and supplements. You are apparel? Here, you are here and we are here for to market free? to you. <laughs> No, sir, it's for not for free. We are not a nonprofit. These these are not for free. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, if I buy this, you can get you think I can get this, 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 and this for free? Yeah. I think you might be able to. I don't How know. Go ask, go, I don't know. Go ask that guy over there. Go ask that How guy. How much over is there. that? A hundred dollars? How about I give you five? <laughs> <laughs> I give you my firstborn for this gym bag. Are we negotiating here? Is this a flea, is this the local flea market? There's yeah, a little I mean, bit of flea, a little bit of flea market. There's a little bit of flea market vibes at the expo. Hey, look, I can respect. Stuff. I can. I can respect a respectful negotiation. Of course, know. one, yes, one done like in good faith. To five. Yes, one done in good faith. I certainly can respect. I mean, that. I guess everyone in this booth won't eat lunch today, so you can have this awesome bargain. Guys, I just got an email from some from a person saying that a label has been approved in the back end. I just want to let you guys yes. know. Yes. 
So there's a no. lot. Of heat. There's a lot heat. of heat coming, man. There's heat packing there heat. So much heat. And some oh, of man. that heat has arrived. The peach, mango, madness, man, vice. Oh man. Safe man. to say, oh. we consider peach, mango, madness, vice to be the beginning of of a new era. The new era. Yes, it's certainly the turning of a new chapter for sure. The turning. How you guys loving that peach mango madness? It hits hard. All right, I'll let me let me let me say this. Um, All right, I'm gonna well, let me just say it before he says it. I okay, love it. Yeah. I've been crushing. I've been crushing, and I love it. I love the yep. flavor, and I feel great on it. And uh, it it hits it's hard. Still, it certainly oh, yeah. hits. It definitely hits hard. It hits. If the the uh, formula, the profile is identical to all of the vice that you've come to know and love and trust. But man, oh man, it, it, like there's subtle differences gets, gets between batches, you. and uh, you never know. And this it's one mango, uh, gets up on you. I always told Greg that certain flavors of vice hit differently, which is a, a big thing that people say. It hit different, you know? But for yep. some reason, this peach mango madness, because of the flavor profile, I think, hits me differently. My workouts are more intense, and I just feel it more, and I'm like, holy shit. And I feel that way with grinding grape, but now surpassing the grapeage is the peach mango-ish. And that's wow. just how it is. This is by far, I think, a more powerful vice. Same yeah. formula, but it's right. the flavor, I think. The different flavors which give give it. Yeah, like it's a chemical flavor. equation, things happen, you know? It's nuts. I, I love well, it. If, if you want, one of the things that I think is a subtle difference, because I did a little bit of research, because I had some initial anecdotal response from people within our circle, namely right. Tara, Dirt Malone, and Vinny G. And all three of them were reporting to me how much more profoundly they were feeling peach mango vice, peach mango madness vice in comparison to prior um, iterations of vice. And uh, so I, I was trying to research it. And I think one of the differences is the uh, kind of niacin used. Yeah. There is um, like fast acting and sustained release uh, niacin. And I believe that the niacin that is in um, peach mango madness vice is the fast acting. So, um, you know, you're going to feel that the niacin and beta alanine that are in there that you feel when you typically take vice, especially if you take two scoops, now you feel it much more rapidly. Um, yeah. that's for sure. So, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, um, and, and also this, and not to cut you off there, but then one of the other things to remember too, is that, um, all the raw ingredients, you know, all these commodity ingredients that are combined to create vice, you know, and work together synergistically to make a, um, you know, an effective product, uh, they're sourced from different places, from different raw material suppliers, raw material manufacturers around the world. Um, so in some instances, you know, uh, ingredient X, Y, or Z from this place in this country is more effective than it might be from somewhere else. So more effective, more potent per gram, et cetera, than it might be from a different supply. So I think that's one of the things too. I agree. And, and like you said, I think that changes the synergy of all the ingredients together as one. But yeah. another thing that people don't realize is, you know, get your hands on the peach mango madness. It is a limited run. We will say that, but what a lot of people don't realize is we do these small little tweaks that I feel like a lot of people don't see, but they'd appreciate it. Like with the yep. mango madness now, instead of the desiccate pack, we have a dry card, yep. which keeps the moisture out of it a hundred percent. And the scoop is longer. And as a little designer guy, I like to point those things out because, you know, I appreciate those little things that the little tweaks that we make to better yeah. the products. So. And with the flavors too, like, you know, we're you know, you know what we always do. Anytime we're making something, even if it already existed, we're like, how can it be better? Yeah. And so we've definitely been pushing ourselves better flavors. Um, maybe uh, some other ingredients, some new products. You never know what's coming. Whoa. New product. But we definitely have uh, the chamber locked and loaded right now, ready to go on a big 2021 and a big close to 2020. And, you know, that's, with the program coming – what are we, 28 days? Yes, 28, 28, days. 28 days out from the program. Till the program. I was yep. just looking through, man, it feels like 10 years ago. I was looking through some pictures from last year's program and shit. And I'm like, right. my God, that was like before we went out to LA, before yep. 
obviously Corona and everything. It seems like Crazy. a long time ago, but mentally we're all thinking like 2021 comes new yep. year. Yep. Hopefully uh, we're at the, we're turning the corner on everything, but as a company, I feel like the same thing's happening where we've got all that. We've got a lot of new stuff lined up and we're ready to just like burst from the seams and come out here and kick some ass. And so I hopefully wonder, we can all do it together. You know? Oh, Yo, I wonder what, uh, people are thinking about who follow us on Instagram that see all these headshots with, you know, this symbol. It's got to be a weird thing, you know? We've been asking people, R-U-X. And I think, uh, you know, they get the idea, the the edge, the type of people that are, uh, we've said R-X to this point, and maybe that's uh, indicative of something, but I think that's getting across. You know? I think, you know, Dirk touched on it too, but like, you know, talking about the, the sort of new era and the new chapter of the brand and the idea that, you know, we're approaching things a little differently, right? So what Dirk was saying about the Peach Mango, like, you know, Peach Mango only launched, Peach Mango Madness Vice only launched how many days ago at this point? That's Two a great weeks, a week. And we're moving through it. It's not going to be around all that much it longer. It won't be around in 2021. Yeah, I think it's pro- weeks right, pro- probably safe to assume that it's not going to yeah. make it to 2021. Um, and, you know, that, and that's an interesting and sort of exciting thought, right? And that there's a little bit of urgency built into, um, you know, some of these limited runs. Um, and I think it's safe to say without revealing too much that we have even bigger things to unveil in the coming weeks. And that's an ex- that also is an exciting thing. Like, to me, like, you know, the peach mango vice, uh, how it tastes, how it looks, the execution of it, how well it works, a new flavor of a product that I really kind of rely on. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that alone is like super exciting. And to think that it's not even the most, not even close to the most exciting thing that's happening is that's yeah. crazy. That's like something to, to get pumped up. I'm pumped up, up man. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I can, you know, you can only self quarantine and do all this stuff for so long. Like you need things to, um, inspire and get excited about and like you know that was one of the reasons actually we got a new dog that was one of the reasons we got him i was reggie saying, uh, reggie yeah reggie mr barktober reggie, reggie. that's right reggie, mr barktober i love <laughs> mr barktober yeah. yeah yeah so we got him and one of the reasons i'm like well we got to keep living and keep making you know life-affirming decisions let's go get a dog and let's yeah, yeah. you know have some things to be excited about and that's how i feel like with g-code right now the program's going to be awesome. I think people really need it and could use it more than ever before, like something you can just immerse yourself in for an entire month. A lot of people have put on the COVID-19, as some people are calling it. Like, in that shape. <laughs> I got a couple of those 19 on me for sure. Sure. But, uh, you know, I think it's bars, just a- though, for you. What'd you say? 19 bars for you, though. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll, let's go hit 19 bars. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, I think like everyone's looking forward to turning the page on 2020. And I feel like what a perfect time for us to have all this awesome big stuff coming to help people do that in the midst of the program. Uh, it's pretty awesome. But along those lines, I was going to ask you guys, like, so what have you encountered lately? You know, we always done like, what have you, what have you eaten is our yeah, long term, yeah, of course, of course. our long term segment on the show here where we ask like what's dirtiest the dirtiest thing you've, thing eaten. you've eaten yes. recently. We'll close we'll close with eating, of course. But but I'm gonna ask you guys like have you stumbled upon anything like you know, less less time on the road, Greg, obviously than normal over the last couple months compared to the last couple of years. Sure, sure, Things sure. Things aren't open. We haven't been on the road as much. So well, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially I'll, prior. Like I've been yeah. trying to step up, you know, getting out there the past couple months, but but even right. prior it was less and less, you know, throughout the summer and, and the yep. spring, of course. So, yeah. And there's been no trade shows or anything. So no. we haven't been doing that. But like, so what have you guys eaten otherwise in terms of like media, music, TV, like books, anything like that? Is there anything you guys have uh, stumbled upon or worked into the, into your, into your lives that you guys have been digging? Hmm. I, all right. So for my, myself personally, um, I, I've gone through a little bit of a UGK phase uh, musically. Awesome. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I don't know. It just, it struck me one morning. Awesome. And, and uh, so th- there's uh there are a couple um, UGK albums, uh, super tight and riding dirty that are incredible. And that I, I I've really gotten into, I've been listening to those sort of regularly. And, and I said like, you know, t- 2020 is like, you know, in my head, I could like hear the narrator saying like, and then, and then in 2020, he got into a UGK phase and things right. got weird. <laughs> 
because it's like just so so random it's like this music from 25 years ago but it's so so crazy the thing about music is that like um if it's music that you didn't listen to for whatever reason or weren't privy to and you just discover it you know i feel like our brands like that to some extent too right if like you're not privy to and you you just discover it and then all all of a sudden you're listening to this stuff it's brand new the music's brand new it's new to me it's brand new music it's a new album Oh no, oh, it's yeah. 25 years old. No, well, it's brand new to me. And, and like, there's so much out there. You know what I mean? Like you so can only keep track with so much, but like so much of it's good. Yeah. Any group like that from the nineties with like yeah. a cult following, yeah, you go yeah. back and dig into the discography yeah. and you're like, Oh, I get why this, this was changed so yeah. my friend's life that he was of talking course. about how awesome it was or something. Yep. You know, yep. of course I did that recently with some De La Sola. I was just listening to a bunch of their albums. Cause yeah. I read like an article about, the impact they had on other artists and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I got to really just like sit with their first couple of albums and check them out. And I've been right. fucking digging it, man. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. The funny thing, funny De La Soul, the anecdote, right? was in there talking about like uh, how weird and out there they were in the uh, Hip Hop Evolution documentary. And the, yeah. the little lady saying about the one guy, and he's like, yeah, my name's Trugoy. And she's like, well, what does Trugoy mean? She's like, he's like, oh, it's yogurt spelled backwards. And she's like... <laughs> right. Oh wow, these these guys are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, oh, it's, it's like a totally cool. different vibe. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Still... Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. like it's like working backwards too, because you see, so, like, you can go listen to a band that spawned, or a group, or a rapper, whatever spawned like a hundred offspring that you listen to, and then you, you go back and listen to it, and you realize like, oh, this is what gave birth to like this, and this is you... what. Sp- caused 20 year run of this artist you know right you didn't listen to the source material you listen to the offspring right and then you go back and you're like oh this is the guy that inspired all these guys yeah i, yeah, I love listening to like old james brown and stuff like that where i sure. pick up like sample oh yeah riffs all that i heard that were sampled and my and hip-hop songs that i loved and never knew yep like the making that connection and realizing how like what the producer was thinking they when they were flipping it around i love that kind of stuff but how about you there what have you been watching or, or consuming lately other than the eatons the filthy eatons well so you know things have changed a little bit with the covid thing so i've been spending a lot of time in front of the computer screen which uh i don't like too much but you know we got to get shit done and uh so what i do is i've been setting these goals i've been on this app called strava where you can bike and run and you kind of, you know, you follow your friends and there's these different challenges that you can sign up for, for the month. So I've been just doing those kind of keep myself occupied and to push myself through this, you know, dark time, this quarantine time. So what I'm trying to do for this month is bike 500 plus miles in the month. So I've been kind of like spacing it out, doing like 25 miles a day and then taking some time off. Right. And then also, I've been doing a lot of crock potting as well as watching crazy, crazy shit like the Eric Andre show, which is out there. And they right. have a new thing on Netflix called um, Alien Planet, where they will take species of animals that are on our planet and show them how they evolved or how they hunt or just like their life cycles. And right. they'll relate it to these alien creatures that they'll manifest and put them on these wacky planets that could possibly be out there depending on the laws of gravity and, you know, all this shit. So they come up with these creatures and they come up with these planets and just how like that whole solar system works based on animals in our world and how they evolve. And it's fucking, it's, it's out there, but it's sick. Dude, it sounds like a Dirt Malone special. What do you think Dirt Malone 2 is doing on Earth 2 right now? <laughs> Shit. I mean, he's probably all cooped out. He's probably got extra limbs and he's just, he, he might be a fiend by now. He's probably a fiend. I, I had a, a fiend concept. for like space rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a dream, I had a dream concept, right? That, the northern and southern hemispheres were mirrors of one another. And then your alternate, your alter ego lived south of the, the, of the, you know, equator. Bizarro, Greg. Right, exactly. So there would be a bizarro one of us out there somewhere. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like literally they're just, it's just, they're just like on the other half of the world. 
simultaneously right now. It's kind of a dope concept, right? That makes like, sense. <laughs> they had like a Simpsons episode where like Homer. Why is there always a Simpsons episode? Already? I don't know. He altered like they're fucking uh, geniuses. They are he absolute went the, fucking he went geniuses. Past, he went in, in the uh, doppelganger in the past, and he like altered the world somehow, and like everything changed. It was it's crazy. All right, I, I want to come back to like to early inspirations and something cool that happened recently. Um, and I'm sure you guys probably already know what I'm saying, but uh, it, back to marketing and pimping our wares, right? We're talking about the program. We're talking yep. about all these incredible things that are on deck, but we've been doing a lot with apparel lately. There's a lot of apparel stuff going on. Hell right? yeah. Stepping up the ladies' garments. Yes. The emergence of G-Code Industries. A line within our, uh, our, uh, our apparel. And then uh, Dirt Malone. Uh, handcrafted something for the program this year. And it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, he's like, I got this idea. I want to do this thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, whatever. And we're back and forth on back and forth on it. And he's like, yeah, but you know that shirt? Why don't we do that with this? Oh like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. And he's like, yo, man, I think this should be the shirt. I'm like, dude, he really fucking believes in this. I'm like, yeah, yeah let's fucking do it. Dude, they're so beautiful, Dermalo. Talk about what you created. Yeah, so I mean – getting inspiration from different things and just trying to switch things up. Like, you know, we're always trying to evolve as a brand and there's a lot of heat on deck. So, you know, I was researching some things and I was doing some tests and I was like, dude, if we had a fucking sick black shirt, I could do a thing where I like bleach diet, like spot bleach diet. And it comes out to a really cool effect. So I did it and I was like, you know what, why not do this for the program shirts and just do them all individually and see how they come out. You know, I'm, I'm locked in the house. I'm all quarantined out. So let's fucking do it. So I literally did a whole run of these shirts with the bleach dye and then got them screen printed. And I think they came out pretty fucking phenomenal. And oh, it, yeah. It adds They're that flair to it, which makes it look almost like a concert heavy metal tee. Very you know, much that so. Yep. Like that, that uh, grungy effect. I mean, I think by the time this is available... Um, that'll probably be uh, unveiled. Oh, yeah. It, will. it absolutely will be. Yeah, by the time this is, uh, I think it, it, it'll line up perfectly, actually. It'll and so you're going to get that free when you buy the program fundamental stack. Oh, it's sold out. Sorry. Already oh. sold out. Holy <laughs> shit. It could Just be. Like no, that. you're going to get the awesome Dirt Malone handcrafted 2021 program shirt. The Define Yourself shirt yeah, with uh, our new uh, program bundle launch. Yes. That shirt will come free with it. Each individual shirt has its own unique mark to it in a bleached, dyed sense. So, right, and each, each is technically one of one, Yeah, um, which is incredible also. Hell yeah. So, like, essentially, we are stepping up what we're doing in terms of ladies' garments. Ah! There it is. There it is. Uh, I'm wearing there it right it now, motherfucker. it right now. You're only hearing this, but Dermalone <laughs> is wearing it. He's wearing multiple uh, relevant garments simultaneously. If you oh, this, on your each new so shirt that we create, he puts on top of the previous one. Yes, yes. He's actually, yeah, he's got 71 <laughs> shirts on right now. Um, I'm Randy from, or what's his name? Yeah, Randy from see, Christmas Story. You ever see somebody travel like that? They're like, no, I don't want to pack that. all the stuff. So I put on 10 layers. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, I've seen like videos like where the guy takes, just continues to take off shirts. Right. <laughs> he's like, Let's it's like 20, it. 20 minutes in and he's still taking off shirts. And it's like, that's why they call him Shirt Malone, dude. He's shirt in the Shirt Malone. He is officially Shirt Malone. So he's yes, so late, late, so ladies apparel stepping up yep. in a massive way. G-Code Industries, which will be G-Code related workwear, Carhartt inspired. A little more uh, rugged, durable kind rugged, of Rugged, right? yeah, rugged, uh, working class, Beast Coast type stuff. But and handsome then, too, I would say. Like that new, the new crew neck oh, is beautiful. like. Beautiful. It's so nice. You could go, you know, chop some wood with it, but you could also like wear it to like a family function. And like, absolutely still look. So not, only, so not only that, but, you know, it's that time of season on the Beast Coast where you need like a hoodie and it's chilly. Dude, yep. all yep. you need is this thing with a shirt on under it, and this will insulate you for hours. Like, I it's, find myself outside. Awesome. I'm like, why am I not cold? Yeah. This thing is super snug and comfy and it's durable, good. and just, it's beautiful. I love it. Uh, one thing I was, I've watched recently, uh, 
just because I wanted to see what you guys thought. Uh, started watching The Mandalorian. Ah, interesting. Uh, you know, I had heard good things about it. Yep, yep. Uh, like, I'm not like one of the kind of type of people that like goes insane if Star Wars isn't like the greatest. Like, if, so, if a Star Wars thing comes out and it's not like The Godfather, like the most perfect thing ever made, I'm not like... Man, broken, right, right, yeah, right. I'm not. I love Star Wars. I think it's awesome, but like, it has a very specific role in my life, which is sure. just like entertainment, nostalgia. If it has those things, like, I'm not losing sleep over it. Like, it's you know, right. The most, course. it has to be the most consistent, flawless thing ever to be enjoyed. Like, I, I'm not that guy, but I know okay. I understand and respect why there's people out there like that. But I also kind of was like. Because of that, I'm not like dying to see every Star Wars thing that's done. Like I know they could make something shitty. I don't expect it to always be good. So I didn't watch The Mandalorian uh, for like the first you know year and a half or whatever it was out. Just started watching it uh, this weekend. It's good. Is it? I, I gotta say, the first episode of The Mandalorian is like one of the best first episode. Like it could be an, it could be a Star Wars movie in itself. Wow. Like, it's just that good. And it totally, you don't have to know anything or have watched Star Wars before. They just executed it, like, perfectly. Yeah. Wow. It's got, like, Boba Fett energy. It's just, like, this. it's the cool world. They understand, like, what made Star Wars cool, and they put it in every, put it in the show. You know? Now, all right. Now, here's something I got to ask you, Skull, because um, I haven't done much research about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued because I'm, I'm a Star Wars purist. The first three I absolutely love. And after yeah. that, I'm like, eh. Um, right. But I always thought that there was incredible potential um, in the right hands to create something monumental with yep. all of the original source material as your inspiration, right? In the right hands. And the one thing I, I couldn't figure out, and I don't know if this is giving too much away, right? But yep. there's like a weird timeline thing. And this is going to be over Dirt Malone's head because I know he's not a Star Wars guy at all. Um, but there's like a weird timeline thing as I see it, right, with, with how the thing lays out. And I, I just want to clarify something. So is the Mandalorian, is he Boba Fett? No. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's one important thing. Okay. So is this happening long in, in the galaxy far, far away, a long time, even before Empire Strikes Back? No, it's after Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Okay. So is the child? The child is obviously not Yoda. No. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but oh, oh, that, you're correct. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was that was all I was getting at. Because yeah. like you know, people are saying baby Yoda, and well, right, and I'm I'm looking at it from a di- well, right? I know, I know, I get it. That's yeah. what what I wasn't clear on. But I was looking yeah. at it from a distance, and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. If I'm watching Empire Strikes Back, and Boba Fett is like, let's say he's our age. And he's a fucking uh, he's a fucking bounty hunter, right? Yoda's already like nine hundred years old, so he can't right. he can't be the, you know what I'm saying? Like he can't right. be the baby version of Yoda because Boba Fett's already a grown ass man. So that's the only True. thing that didn't make sense. Here's what I'll say: it's like so the okay. main character yes. is a Mandalorian, and being right. a Mandalorian is like being a Jedi. Okay, in that there's this whole deep mythology and history and people that are Mandalorians. Okay. And it's they're like, they're just as much knights like uh, you would awesome. consider a Jedi to be. Knight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, and in fact, they have a unique history with the Jedi. Okay. And so it's more so about them and this guy. But what's really groundbreaking about it, and it works in a cool way, dude, is that like the main character of this show yeah. wears a mask. Right. And time. so, like, you're not seeing the face of the main character right. of the show, right. but he's going through things just right. like so, Tony Soprano went through right, or right, any right, other right. of the show. And you're not getting the facial emotion. And you're not seeing his face, but they're, like, I, I'm surprised that Disney or whoever ever, like, greenlit a project right. like this where you don't get the face. You right, don't sure. get all that. But it actually has worked. Well, and, you, uh, think, you think about you didn't get it from Darth Vader. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and Darth exactly. Vader and Darth Vader, you know, was able to have all the gravitas and uh, you know, be as scary Spot and on. heavy and profound and all that as anybody ever could be. And you couldn't really see, you couldn't see his facial expressions. Yeah, um, yeah no, but so Boba like, Fett Boba Fett, you know, and you're saying Mandalorian isn't Boba Fett, yeah. but Bo- Boba Fett uh, I think part of the appeal 
uh, and, and at least like the initial hook was the idea that Boba Fett is like this crazy cult character. Right. Like the, who sort of transcended. There's like a few, there's a few characters who sort of almost transcended their role in the original Star Wars movies who are bigger than yep. their small role in those movies. And like Boba Fett's got like an entire mythology. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly yeah. what the show is. It's about, he's, uh, you know, uh, it's not unconnected to Boba cool. Fett. Dirt, it's just watched, he's not the Mandalorian. Dirt, have you saying. watched it? Yeah, so what's cool, oh, is, awesome. like, you okay. said, like you said, G, is I've never seen any of the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me just watch the Mandalorian. And what's cool is like you can answer some of those questions that you were asking yeah. from not even being a Star Wars person. Right. And it actually makes me want to go back and watch all the Star Wars movies because they did such a good job with the Mandalorian character and then the little baby Yoda guy and then just – how they, I can imagine. How they put all these lessons and they have all these characters and they have this crazy, you know, world of Star Wars and each episode is kind of like... The know, cast is crazy. Like, everything and it's great. The cast and the cameos and stuff, it's like Nick Nolte, Carl Weathers, Bill fucking Burr. <laughs> Bill Burr, um, uh, what's her face? The, uh, the actress who plays... Uh, yeah, you guys know actors and actresses more than more than I do, but it's it's uh it's definitely a good show, man. It's it it makes me want to go back and watch all the other episodes of the Star Wars movies. So they're doing their job. Yeah, it's awesome. I was trying to think of um here I'll tell you the actress right now. I don't love know Carl I Weathers. I love, her name. I love Carl Weathers, by the way. I would argue the greatest actor athlete. In his oh, he, he directs some of the episodes. Very of cool. Which Very was cool. cool to see. But, and also Rosario Dawson, Nick Nolte. Like every episode, there's a new person who's like just pops in and you're like, wait, they're in one. Like they get killed. And you're like, what the fuck? That was a movie star like, wow. in one scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But John Favreau, dude, talk about a crazy yeah, career sure. arc. He started as Vince Vaughn's wingman in Swingers. And now he's like the... He like launched Marvel and now yeah. he's launching the Disney spinoffs. They're working on director. Kenobi. Kenobi wow. is the next dope. show. Dope. Right? Wow. I didn't know Carl Weathers was a linebacker. And he's, the Raiders. Also, he's also the main guy in um, the Westworld show. And you ever in, see Westworld? Like, no, he's yeah. not. That's not. Yeah, he is. Well, but he's Apollo Creed, right? Uh, who, who's the, who's uh, Rocky's main rival in the first yeah, yeah, two yeah, Rocky yeah. movies. And, uh, He's by far the best actor ever as a boxer in a movie. Not even fucking close. He's so good. But you, you got to not forget the fact that he was a pro football player, too, before that. Um, but to talk about it, that's a, quite a career, right? You think about the stuff that that guy's done. It's fucking yeah. nuts. You're on the Raiders. You're, the, you're, in Rock, you're in Rocky. Now he's like, they've got this whole rebirth. The Mandalorian is crazy. He's, he's a... Uh, awesome he's, uh, Happy Gilmore's coach. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jones. Yeah. Jones Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a badass, man. He's a no, badass. he was a man. Yeah, hell yeah, still a man. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend that, man. Like, I was not expecting it to be as good as it is, and it turns out it's pretty awesome. So check that out, y'all. I'm, I'm probably, like, late. Everyone watch, listen. Oh, yeah, to of course. Like, of course I watched so it. So does that mean you, that you guys both have Disney Plus, or have you figured out other methods of, of I have a slight workaround for I that. I appreciate that. I appreciate Come on that. Now. I appreciate that. I respect you guys for that. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> um, so I, I sent you guys texts the other night because I was incredibly fired up about something that happened uh, in uh, sports entertainment. Uh, if, you, if you guys saw that, oh, I, yes. was, I was fucking pumped. I'm putting Sienna to bed and uh, I, uh, I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, holy shit on Instagram. Like Instagram's going nuts over this. And I'm like, what? Right. So I run downstairs, I, uh, I find it, I rewind it, I pause it, I wait for Tara to come down from putting the twins to bed. I'm like, you got to watch this. She watches it. The girls get up in the morning. I'm like, you got to watch this. Uh, it's like so, so fucking epic. Uh, Sting returned to pro wrestling. It's like the Hell fucking yeah. coolest yeah. thing ever. It's like you can kind of see that AEW, like the dude who runs it, who is the son of the guy who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Um he's like obsessed with the wrestling from the era that we loved. Yes. 
So like he's Do trying it. to infuse all of the juice that he possibly can from that into the modern thing. Um, but it's he's fucking. Trying, he's trying to get Jericho. He wants to get a Sting Jericho fight, right? Is that? I mean, how cool would that be? How cool is that? Sounds be? perfect. It sounds amazing. Sting sixty one. And dude, he looks great, by the way. He does. I, him, I was like, holy shit, he looks he doesn't look weathered. He looks he looks healthy and he looks like he's ready to go. He does. No, he does, man. And and you know what? It's all about how you how part I think part of it's how you live. And I don't get the impression that Sting was like a really hard, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, between between juice and recreational drugs and drinking and being on the road constantly and just the lifestyle in general, plus injuries and managing injuries and pain medication, all that stuff. Like it's one of those businesses that can really take a toll. I always got the impression maybe that he was the type who was a little bit less um, YOLO. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like maybe was playing the long game a little more, maybe, you know, uh, taking care of himself maybe a little better or just like maybe his lifestyle, his family life and whatever prevented him from being like the dude who's out partying all night and shit. I don't know. That was just a, that was just a, uh, you know, like a, my own personal interpretation, but he's 61 and I mean, he looks great. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. So awesome. And I, I, it was funny because we were at PI fitness, uh, yesterday for an event. So I was talking about it with, with, uh, Chris Dickinson and like one uh, born dirty at born dirty die dirty who's a pro wrestling phenom on the rise, um, but you know I was watching um, uh, I was talking to you know talking with him about Sting and all that and he was talking about how his mom was like there's a guy a man who came back his name is Sting and he's like what because <laughs> his mom watches AEW because his mom's into wrestling now because of him. And she's right. like, she had never heard of Sting. She's like, some guy named Sting. And he's like, what's going on? And he like <laughs> lost his mind. Um, but, uh, but, he, but he was telling me about, you know, we were talking about like the origins of Sting. And did, did you know that Sting and Ultimate Warrior were tag team partners at first? Does, I didn't. Okay, what so that's they, why. What were they the, called? The Blade Runners. Oh. And it's awesome to look them up. Skull's on the boards, uh, looking it up. Oh, it, well, look it up. The Blade uh, Runners. The Blade Runners, right? And they were like training partners who lifted together in LA at uh, Gold's Venice, I think. And uh, Ed Connors like put them on and sort of hooked them up and got them into wrestling school and all that sort of stuff. And then they became what they became. But it always makes perfect sense, right? Because Young Sting and Ultimate Warrior, they have the same face paint, if you think about it. Right. Right? Blonde surfer Sting and, you know, the Ultimate Warrior, they got the same design of theirs their whatchamacallit and like I, I had known that they had a pass together but I didn't really know that they were like a tag team and that they had wrestled together like that and that that's why they shared that look and all that and, and putting two and two together like that is pretty fucking cool. Didn't Sting turn his face red his face paint after when he went to the wolf pack. Yeah wolf pack that's when he went cool. to the wolf pack he went red. Do you I, I the backstory on uh the crow do you know who thought of that? The, you know, the, of him looking like the crow and all that? Scott no. Hall. Really? Uh, yeah, Scott Hall came up with that idea because the NWO had blown up and Sting was still the good guy. And it was like, well, what do you do with Sting now? Right. And I'm like, oh, well, what if he comes to uh, comes back to avenge, like, you know, the, the misdeeds of these bad guys who are running yep. amok? And, like, he shows up looking like the, the crow and it's fucking dope, right? It's, like, one of the best executed things, like, ever. And Scott Hall came up with that idea. I thought that's, that's fucking sick. nuts. So sick, right? So sick. So wrestling, like one of the- wrestling got a little little hit of the childhood coming back for us. That's yeah, great. man. That's the thing. It's you need a little bit of that to get the juices flowing. You know, always dope. And I mean, it's cool. Like it's cool. The guys like that we know were a couple degrees of separation. Like Chris, like the uh, dude Joey Janela from Jersey. Like those guys. Like it's they, you see them blowing up, and that gets you excited just because you're like, oh, these guys are fucking great. And Chris is such a good dude. It's like you want to see these guys prosper and do well. Um, and wrestle Sting. And wrestle Sting. We need exactly. Dickinson v. Exactly. Sting. Well, there's there's pictures of Dickinson against Steiner. You remember that from a couple of years oh, ago? Yeah. Like, how yeah. fucking cool is that? <laughs> uh, you saw him yesterday. What were you guys talking about there, Malone? I saw you were talking to him yesterday, right? I was just, yeah, I was just talking to him about um, just the whole scene and how he's doing and, you know, Obviously, with everything the way it is, if he's got matches and he's yeah. just like, dude, I can't wait for stuff to go back to the normal because yeah. I was like, well, where do you really want to see yourself? He's like, I want to be in Japan wrestling. Yeah. He's yeah. so influenced by Japanese wrestling. 
and he yeah. loves the culture there. And he says, you know, when they see you, a white guy in Japan, they're like, who is this guy? Right. And then when they see you wrestling and that you appreciate the culture, they love you even more. And he's just, he's like, now that they only allowed, you know, half capacity, a third of capacity, they charge like quadruple the amount for tickets. Right. And people are still going to watch these wrestling matches. People are diehard, man. People are diehard. And, you know, the thing too is like, as I've like, you know, like uh, as we've gotten deeper into G-Code and even back to the Go Hard days and all that sort of stuff, like I've gotten more and more into like studying the roots of all the stuff that inspires me, right? And yeah. like just in conversations with a guy like Chris or just like, you know, cursory research, you start to realize like that the people who are like super into wrestling, like super into wrestling, have like this reverence for like Japan and Mexico. Yeah. And that like the Japanese wrestling and the Mexican wrestling is like as important, if not more important to them than right. any of almost as a, like almost as important if not more important as like any of like the mainstream shit that all you guys watch right. on tv for all the years you know wwe right. wwf wcw like it's almost like the people who are really into it and really know it they're like oh yeah they're about japan and mexico and indie wrestling and all that stuff and like that's where like the real energy of that culture is and where like there's so much history and and you see all like the stuff too like you go back far enough and you see about like flair doing tours of uh japan and young hogan in japan and like and like how these guys are gods there and how it's not over there it's not sports entertainment over there it is like art art and it's like a uh, a sport in the most serious sense like an olympic sport like yep. people take it very seriously. So the guys are revered there. And like he's saying, so it's like some American who's been embraced by the culture. Like he's got to be legit. I said, it's like uh, Mulberry playing basketball. Over. Yeah. 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 Sure. Right. Sure. But like, but like a lot of the guys that were like really, really good who got slept on when we were younger, who are now like, like gods, like Jericho and, and Eddie Guerrero and those guys, they all wrestled in Japan. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, that's like where some of the roots are. And it's like, it's, it's, so I'm not surprised that like, that's where he wants to be the man because he realizes that like, if you're the man there for anybody who's in the loop, you're just the man. You know what I mean? It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Cool shit. Really cool. All right. So uh, this is a, it's a wonderful thing to be back in casting yet again. Oh yeah. We we need a little food cast. We need a little eating to to go. I don't know. A little, a little eating. Yeah. Hell yes. And I got one. In fact, okay. Give me one second because I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Whoa. Let's go hey, nice. we do the I had to photograph this. Well, this would be the point. As Go Nice searches for uh, materials, for uh, reference materials of the filthiest thing that he's eaten, it would be the perfect time for the greatest intro in all of podcasts the food cast. <laughs> Boom. The food cast, <laughs> dude. All right, let me moment. just let me just say one thing. Okay, uh, food cast related. Okay, um, a great find if you have a local shop right by you. Okay, the bowl and basket pints are fucking phenomenal. Ice they're ice cream. Oh my god, yes. No shit. They're, they're bowl phenomenal. and basket is the house brand. That's the store brand of shop right now. Yes, and you're and saying they, their half their pints of ice cream are legit. They are super cheap and they are super amazing. They're up there with some other heavy hitters, I'll tell you. Wow. All right. Well, right. well Sconeasy sent up an image Uh-oh. of of filth that I look at and I think to myself, this is these are the things that I love about life in general. I my interpretation of it is that it looks like something like a cinnamon roll French toast sandwich. It is a it is a marble rye grilled cheese. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. way off. Crack. Crack. Yeah, yeah. No, but look, but it, doesn't it look exactly like it that? Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's this thick, soft marble rye, dude. Okay. It's this place like I'd never see anything like it, and they steam the American cheese onto. They wow. grill it, and but they steam the fucking. It's like the gooeyest, most epic grilled cheese. It's like a Hall of Fame grilled cheese that, that I've ever had. Oh, wow. Man. It looks yeah, amazing. Gee, gee, we're thinking dessert, and he's over here pulling. I'm always thinking dessert. Marble dry. That's no, I yo. Can, I can looks, respect that. Yeah. That looks incredible, though. But it, but it looks exactly like what I said too, though. At the same time, it does. It yeah. looks incredible. Oh my god. 
Where'd dragon. you get that, masterpiece? Delaware Water Gap. Wow. <laughs> you have to go into the Delaware Water Gap to get it? Yes. Yeah, there's a, under the bridge, there's a uh, purveyor of grilled cheese. I'll show you. I'll send you the place. Now, do you do, you do like a tomato bisque with that, or you just go straight grilled cheese? It was like a... Uh, Actually, so I was there because this place is the hookup for chicken pot pies. Ooh, tis the they seat. make, dude. They make chicken pot pies, turkey pot pies, shepherd's pies, and mac and cheese pot pies. Wow! And they're banging. And so I had to go pick some up for the holiday season. And while I was there, I saw this guy grilling cheese. And I'm like, "What's up with this?" And he's like, "Look at this." And it's literally like, you know, four inches high, this fucking sandwich. I'm like, I got to try this. It's the softest bread I've ever discovered. And it was just awesome. I can imagine the guy taking the big brick of cheese and like melting some of it and then knifing it off onto the sandwich like they do on like... Dude, the fact that he was like steaming it on like both sides of the bread, you know what I mean? Like steaming the cheese on two halves and then putting it together. I'm like, this guy is a professional outfit. That looks amazing. Now, G, before you talk about your food stuff, your dirtiest stuff you've eaten or the best stuff or is the season for eating, I want you... I want to let you guys know that I have been going heavy and hard on the ramen, okay? Ooh, nice. I, I love there ramen, is a dude. spot oh nearby, and you know how much we love ramen during the Arnold's. We'll always go to, like, ramen spots and get that pork ramen, oh. a little soft-boiled egg, and the spicy miso. Keep talking. And a spot me. around the corner that has that, and it's fucking amazing. It's oh, ramen it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I heard you said you were crock potting too. I was getting ready to make a chili. I was gonna make a chili. So crock nice. pot, it's crock pot, crock pot season too, man. It's like the best, Dude. best shit ever. Hit up our hit up gcodenutrition.com, everybody, for some Grovember recipes yep. and some uh, other recipes we got up there. You can get all the fixings you need. Corn ra- Random thought too is that uh, Dirt Malone. Uh, uh, this is completely unrelated, but you said Grovember, and it made me think of it. Um, something that gives me tremendous uh, confidence and excitement about the future is that the hoodie, the uh, the crew neck that Dirt Malone is wearing right now, and the Grovember shirt that came the month prior. On back to back months, he said to me, completely honestly, he said to me, "I think this might be the dopest thing we've ever done." On back to back months, he said that, this is and true. I said, "We're three and a half years in or more," and he's yep. saying that. That is a wonderful sign. Do we are that is a wonderful evolving. sign. We're evolving at a crazy yeah. rate, man. We yeah. got our ducks in a row, and we are evolving in a crazy sense to blast into the new year, as you would say. It's, I, it's true. But all I can really think about now is ramen, because he talked about ramen, and now I just want a bowl of ramen. And there's nothing that will satiate me until I have said bowl of ramen. You could dip the uh, grilled cheese that Sko has in the ramen, too. Oh, my God. Do it, man. Oh, goodness. Dip it, bro. Oh it's dipping season. It is dipping season. Dip up on it. That's it. Is that your dirty? Is that your dirty thing, Scott? I mean, dirt, or you, you got the? You said you got the bowl, the the pints ice cream, the bowl and basket shop right ice cream. Yeah, and then you ra- and a and a and a basket of ramen, a basket full of ramen. Definitely get the bowl and basket ice creams, the pints if you have a shop okay. right nearby. I'm in. Cheap and amazing. I'm the in. Ramen and another thing in lieu of crockpot season. Yes. You get a nice beef roast. You brown yep. it up. You put yep. it in the crock pot with yep. some some stocks, some potatoes, some celery, some onions, some garlic until it gets so soft that you just rip it apart. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. It's hearty food season. It That's is hearty food season. It's, it's get your weight up season. Oof. Time to stop fucking about season. Let's it's get it. serious. Do you add an egg to your ramen? Oh, it's a must. It's a must. It's a must. Dermalone, Malone, are you, in, you put egg in the ramen? Always. It always comes with the half of the soft-boiled egg, which is Just making sure. Maybe ask for the extra. got to have your back and make sure you're doing that. you got to ask for the extra extra egg. Extra noodles, extra egg. Hell yeah. Big boy bowl. Next time. Big boy bowl. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to – the dirtiest thing I've eaten, I had back-to-back desserts yesterday. It's that fresh on my mind. Okay? So so we went to to PI Fitness – we, and I saw a couple of my boys. I saw the Crispino boys, Chris and Dom, right? And I saw uh, Chris Dickinson, and they gifted something to me. 
maybe one of the most glorious gifts I've ever received. Uh-oh, what is it? It was a box of cannoli from a bakery called Renato's in Staten Island. And let me tell you, I've encountered many a good cannoli in my day, some in South Jersey, some in PA, some in my travels. That cannoli from Renato's had to be probably the best I've ever had in my life. It was like a pistachio cannoli, not chocolate chip, and absolutely incredible. And then I finished that, and I came home, right? And I, I still had some cannolis left. I came home, and Tara had made a s'mores chocolate chip cookie. That's a amazing. s'mores chocolate chip cookie, oh which was God. just epic. So what it was was essentially it was a chocolate chip cookie with a s'more built inside it and a chocolate chip cookie over top of it. So awesome. I essentially chased pistachio cannolis, the best I've ever had in my life, with chocolate chip cookie s'mores. John. It's indoctrination, Scope. It's, yeah, it's pure indoctrination. It's just you filth. have to double dessert on, when that's on top of filth. Are. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's God. it's out of control. It's out of control. So that's awesome. Yeah, just filthy eating. So like today, I wake up on the Monday morning just uh, inspired to try to eat better. And Tara's like, I "There's only twelve left." I know that's the thing too. <laughs> and it's like there's cannoli in the fridge right now. And here's the thing: I'm gonna let the best cannolis ever made go to waste. It's of course, no, of course. <laughs> not even an option. So. You know, no, you're gonna hand deliver them to your bros. Like of course, would... the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, and the tasty way to do it. There you go. <laughs> but that's it, man. That's all so right, fellas. Quite we're a back cast. on the cast horse. We back, back on the horse. We, we are back. We don't come there back with a 45 minute cast. We do there will double be two that. more casts in 2020. That is the goal. The we're we're gaining momentum towards the 50th episode of the cast, and there's so much heat on deck. We are trying to cram so much heat. Into the last three weeks of the year, it's almost it's almost untenable. It's almost unsustainable. It's a sco right. word. This oh, kind of heat, heat, this kind of heat is unsustainable. It's like a shuttle on re-entry, dude. Just think, <laughs> break off. It's too much. <laughs> it's too Magic. much. We got Sienna. We got Sienna in the background. She's she's starving course, right now. After of the course, pass, of course, of course, of course. You know how it is. This is what we do. This is these are these are the these are the real conditions. This is real life. It's the real life test. It's what we do. All right, right, fellas. Take care of yourselves. Absolutely. See you guys soon. Talk to you. Incredible work. I'll see you soon. Of course. Make sure everyone stuffs their mouth after listening to this.